Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bums Breakdown. Today we're going to go over the FC Tulsa game coming up this weekend. Again, this one will be going out after the Albion game, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but as always, joined by Dylan. Dylan, how are we feeling going into the Tulsa game? Um, and then after that, we'll touch on the uh, the Phoenix game a little bit. Um, feeling okay. Uh, you know, I there was some positives to take away from the Phoenix game. There was some negatives to take away from the Phoenix game. Um, but we build forward. Uh, we've got the Open Cup this week, so it'll be interesting to see how the squad gets rotated. Um, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the Tulsa game, and I'm excited to be back at home. Starting on the Phoenix game, I know there was uh, there, there was a few negatives to, to with that game. We'll touch on them first, and then we'll try and uh, we'll keep the rest of this fairly positive. Um, for me, it, I mean, it's never easy to see your team go two 0 down, and I know both us watching um, at the watch party over the weekend. Um, the general consensus was a, a bit disappointing come the end, but I mean, the fact that we came down from two 0 uh, to kind of spoil their home opener and their first game in a new stadium was good to see the kind of fight back from our team. But sticking on the negatives, kind of what are your thoughts as far as what we didn't do too well in that game? Um, I thought Phoenix pressed us really well. Um, and then they also played out through our press very well. Um, they passed really bravely um, and tight, tightly through, you know, I don't think we pressed that badly, but they managed to play through us so we need to make sure that that doesn't happen um because they had the run of things for a good 60 70 minutes there and that's the thing i obviously we know we obviously beat phoenix 3-0 the first game i think partly that we didn't give them enough credit possibly over the past weekend as far as how well they played again phoenix is still a, a fairly surprising team as far as how they come out each game i think after the game this past weekend they are going to be definitely up there in the western conference this year um but then, like you mentioned there too, the, the kind of the, the front two pressing didn't work great, and I think we'll touch on that as far as that we look much better with a front three definitely. Um, but yeah, like I said, once they kind of nullified our press, they were kind of able to dominate the game, and their midfield became very open. Uh, especially, I know their second goal came from a long ball over the top and uh, kind of caught up Bodley there. Um, but as far as that, I think Bodley again going forward, he's looked great, and I know we touched on a little bit before the podcast as well or before the show here that Bodley seems to be the guy preferred at wing-back over Elijah. Um, not saying that Elijah is not great as a wing-back, but I know it's tough with the injuries and kind of the squad right now that maybe Elijah's kind of forced to play at centre-back because of how good he can play there. Um, it's never a bad thing to have kind of Bodley there as well. Um, moving on to kind of positives, though, anything else positive we can take up the uh, Phoenix game? Uh, yeah, I think... Um a couple of things and I this is going to sound like a negative but I promise I'm building into a positive here. I think both of the goals will that we conceded uh both of Phoenix's goals will be goals that we can be reasonably frustrated at having conceded. And why I say that's a positive is because I don't think they were big like structural errors. I think it was individual mistakes really. Um and you know, I'm not going to dive into that because again, this is positive, but I'm just trying to say I think that's easier to clean up than like big structural errors in a team. So that's one thing. Um, but two, the biggest thing, um, I thought that the team changed the game really well with uh, Nate in particular with his substitutions and tactical changes, um, really turned the tide of the game, um, bringing on Conway and Camden Riley. And he made a couple tweaks in midfield there to kind of change 
the line of engagement with our pressure and to allow our wingbacks to get higher up the field. And it, it yielded results. We got two goals in eight minutes. So um, I think that's a real big positive to take away as well as the way um, for the first time this season, I think our game management was really well done. We, um, we changed the game in a positive way. And I think that kind of speaks about our depth this year as well. And I know probably going back to the Detroit City game where we mentioned about how the manager was very good as far as making changes, coming on and changing the game. I'll be honest, when I saw Camden Riley coming on for Joe Corona, I was a little bit skeptical. But when he came on, I think definitely he changed the game. Camden's kind of come on leaps and bounds this year. I'm um, looking forward to see how he kind of progresses too. And obviously with the Open Cup game, I think we should see a bit more of Camden as well. Um but again, I think the attack still needs to be worked on a little bit. Again, we've got plenty of players in those positions now. It's kind of trying to figure out the best kind of front two, three, and then we how we kind of look in transition as far as kind of trying to dominate the game. Now I know in the previous Phoenix game, I think they had 70% possession or near close to that. So um, we'll see how that goes. I think Tulsa will be able to kind of get on the ball a little bit more. Although we will kind of touch on kind of how Tulsa uh, like to play. I want to go over the kind of Open Cup game a little bit, though I know we're kind of releasing this after it's gone, though. Um, but how kind of how do you see the, the Albion game going and kind of who are you looking forward to kind of playing, seeing play in the uh, Albion game? I mean, it's hard to say. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, like you said, we'll probably be releasing this after the game happens. But it's always uh, fun to see the rotation that happens, both in terms of getting to see some of the players that you don't normally get to see but also it's interesting to see how that's chosen by the manager it kind of gives you some insights into the dynamics of the team um but i'm excited to see uh, like you said cam riley i thought looked really good against phoenix um he'll probably get a start um i ex hope to see adrian adrian perez play um i've liked what i've seen from him um in his you know few minutes that he's had um and then i, I would love to see jackson play um, he's, I thought, been a little hard done by. I thought he looked great in his um, in his appearances so far. And then hopefully Duran Free will make his first appearance of the season. Um, but I'm mostly just super excited. The Open Cup is uh, my favorite competition in U.S. soccer, and the early rounds when all the the small clubs are getting at it is just it's my favorite time of year in the U.S. soccer calendar. Yeah, and I think we've not really seen well, we haven't seen any kind of academy players being used so far this season. So. Hopefully Durang gets a start and then maybe we see a few more of the other guys too who are signed to those uh, academy contracts um, in the off-season. And again, also, I, I know more than likely Albion are going to be a very hard team to break down. They're more than likely going to sit back and uh, allow us to kind of have possession most of the game. So I'm looking forward to see how we kind of break down a team that we should be beating and we should be dominating the game. So I know at times this season it's been tough for us to kind of break down that low block, break, break down teams that are defensively very solid. So... Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that kind of um, plays out on Wednesday night. But moving into Tulsa, so far this season, they've uh, the first game of the season they drew 1-1 with Miami. Second game, they lost 3-2 to Birmingham Legion. Uh, third game, they beat Luton United 3-0. Uh, then before that, or after, sorry, they drew 0 with Pittsburgh. And then this past weekend, they drew 2-2 with El Paso. Um, for me, I've kind of got here that they, they like to keep possession. Um, in the especially in the Pittsburgh game when they drew nil nil, they had 70 percent possession, and even in the El Paso game, they kind of dominate possession. Then, um, as far as things go, as kind of El pa uh, sorry Tulsa go, um, how do you think they're going to look like this weekend? Um, I think they will probably remain largely unchanged from their last game. Um, I think uh, 
we'll see them play a 4-2-3-1 most likely. Um, I can't honestly, I've watched a few Tulsa games, but I can't tell you that I'm too too familiar with their entire team. Um, but some players that have stood out for me, um, Fernandez in the midfield um, kind of helps to keep things ticking for them. Um, and then their big guy is Rodrigo da Costa in the attack. Uh, Marcus Epps has had a nice season for them. Um, so I, like I said, a, a pretty straight up four, two, three, one. I don't think, um, you're, you're going to see too much out of the ordinary from them. They're not the kind of team that's going to hit you with like some wonky tactical shape. They, uh, they spread the field and they do it well. And they've got some talented players on the ball. And this will be the first time we actually play against a, a back four, which, Again, four four two, four two three one always seems to be, or used to always be, the main formation people went to. Um, it's kind of being faded out a little bit, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how we kind of fare against a back four, um, and kind of playing as a team that again is very kind of not compact, but it's going to have players all over the pitch. So I think it'll be tough to find space um, in their kind of final third. And I've got here basically told us so, uh, they're happy to sit in without the ball. Basically, defending a four-four-two, they are the front to do to do most of the pressing. Um, but again, when they lose possession, they tend to get back into shape and sit in a little bit, uh, and then kind of the front two more so direct the play. Then they look to kind of do the secondary press from midfield, uh, and then also they can be slow in transition when losing the ball. They don't always look fully comfortable at the back, which I'm hoping that if we go with the front three. Going to be able to put pressure on them. I've got here both of their goals conceded versus El Paso came from silly giveaways at the back too. So again, I think our pressure has been a great kind of thing for us this year, and hopefully we see more of that in the Tulsa game, and hopefully it yields a few goals from that as well. Um, going into their formation here, can you please talk us through? I mean, we'll we'll kind of go off how they played last game. Can you walk us through the uh, uh, the kind of lineup? please. Sure. Yeah. So um, I expect we'll see Warmel and goal again on the back line of Malou Bourgeois. That's my best guess. <laughs> uh, Corrales and Levis. Uh, Fernandez, like I said, in the midfield um, and Ferry uh, are two pretty defensive players. You'll see sit in kind of help uh, double pivot, help to keep move the ball around as they build up. Um, but the, they're really, I think the guys that have stood out for me um, when I watch their team are their front four. Uh, Mark Epps, I, I mentioned, um, has had a great season so far. He came over from Phoenix last year. He plays on the right, usually. Um, Dario Suarez on the left, uh, I think, is a Cuban international. Um, he's very quick, will pop up with a goal, dynamic on the ball. Um, and then Dyer up top is uh, like a, also very quick, um, good on the ball, interchanges well with their main guy, Rodrigo da Costa, who will be the second striker in that 4 4 2, kind of drop into the 10 in the 4 2 3 1. Um, he has a super free role. You'll see him pop up all over the attacking third. Um, so he's the one to look out for, I would say. Yeah, my only concern really, I mean, with the way we play, we kind of rely on our fullbacks getting up high. Um, but the fact is they're more than likely going to, they'll leave probably two or three up there as well. So if Suarez and Epps do stay out wide, I think they could kind of cause us issues on the counterattack with those long balls over the top. Again, we saw from the second Phoenix goal, um, that we kind of can be a little bit susceptible to that. So that's kind of areas I'm cautious about a little bit as far as can our fullbacks get up high, um, put pressure on their fullbacks. But I'm hoping if we play with a front three, that should kind of mean that our fullbacks don't need to get as high and kind of can play a little bit more defensively. Although we don't know if we're going to change shape completely. I doubt it. We've seen pretty much the same formation throughout the season. So we'll see how that looks there. Um, but going into our formation here and our kind of lineup, 
it's been a tough one. It's been very hard to predict, I think, all year. And we kind of mi mixed and matched a few times. Going over the kind of the keeper and back line, how do you think we're going to uh, line up on the, uh, this weekend? Um, so I expect, like we said, that we might see Duran play in the Open Cup. So I expect we'll see Koke back in goal. Um, the back line is kind of hard to say because there's injuries. Um, I don't know if Elijah is going to be fit. Um, watching the game back, I'm kind of wondering maybe if it was just a really bad cramp. Uh, but it, he was carried off the field. So like it's it's hard to say whether or not he's going to be playing. So I, um, I think Kyle Adams and Stoneman are nailed on. Um, but I don't know, between Simba and Elijah, kind of who do you go with for that last spot there? It's a tough one. I think if Elijah's fit, it looks like Nate's trusting him back there. And I know we've kind of, we've mentioned Simba a lot. We kind of see the potential in him. Um, it's very tough to kind of leave a guy like him out, especially how after how well he kind of played in that first game. But with the Open Cup this, this week as well, I think we see Simba starting the Open Cup game. And then like touched on about Elijah possibly in, injured or a cramp. Uh, he might be safe for that game. So I'd imagine probably Carl Adam Stoneman and Elijah uh, back three there. And if Elijah is starting back there, I mean, we're going to go with Bodley uh, and Moon as the two fullbacks again. We, uh, we've we kind of guessed that Elijah is going to be starting at fullback a few times already in these uh, episodes. But again, Nate's showing how much he kind of trusts Bodley there as well with his kind of attacking presence as well. So I think we see Bodley and Moon as the fullbacks. The midfield... Is a little bit tougher. I know Charlie is still carrying a knock a little bit. So, again, we don't know if Charlie's going to come back into the team. Um, but without Charlie, kind of midfield, do you think we go with a, a two or a three for this game? You know, that'll be interesting. Um, that'll be a big question for us. Uh, I, I, I kind of think we'll probably go with that sort of hybrid between the two again. Um, but I, I might like to see us go with a three in this game just because um, if Tulsa are um you know playing their 4-4-2 in defense that might give us a little superiority there in the midfield um and i think that with the way they play their wingers wide we might need our fullbacks to be able to get a little bit higher um so i would like to maybe see a three um but that said i think we'll probably see uh corona of course and then probably colin because as you said charlie is probably not fit um and then guido kind of going in between that like you know, eight and 10 sort of making it the midfield three, midfield two sort of hybrid situation. Yeah, I think that could be a key part too. And I said, I hope we go with the midfield two and then with those front three, especially if we can get their fullbacks kind of committed to our, like the two guys playing off that striker two, should then allow more space for those wingbacks to push on and get forward. And now we've seen plenty of goals um, from Bodley being able to get down that line and even cut inside. I think it was on our, would have been on our first goal. And then also with Dharma's coming in for our second goal against Phoenix, but then even with Bodley's goal versus Phoenix in the the home fixture too. So again, that's how I hope we play. And then if we do go with a kind of midfield two, or we kind of got Guido in that front three already. Um, but as far as the other two strikers, how do you uh, who do you think Nate goes with on the weekend? Um, I think Damas is a, a nailed-on starter at this point. Um, he's looked fantastic every time he's come on the field. Uh, and I think he was one of our best players against Phoenix. Um, he was instrumental in uh, the second goal. And, well, he scored the second goal, I guess, technically. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, know, I don't know who actually got it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was given to Thomas at the end of the day. But regardless, he was incredibly important in that goal. Um, and even outside of the goal scoring, I think he really showed 
the dynamic threat he brings vertically for us. And I just, I think he's already undroppable for us. So Domus definitely will be the point striker there. Um, Collier, I think has played well, uh, but I think he didn't link up play that great against Phoenix. Um, he got isolated a couple times and he had some nice dribbles, got a shot or two away. But um, when Conway came on, I felt like he linked things up better. Um, we got some more short, tight passing in and around the top of the box. Um, so I would like to see Conway come in because I don't think we've really gotten a good look at that conway Domus partnership yet. And I, I feel like there's some potential there. I think they might play off each other nicely. It's still, t- I know it's tough. Obviously, we've kind of, Collier, I think, if I'm being completely honest, Collier's looked better than Conway so far this season as a as the overall player. Um, but obviously, Conway knows our system better than Collier does, or at least I, I hope he does. Um, Blight talks in there too that Conway and Damas looked good when they kind of played together um, at the end of the Phoenix game. I think Conway, obviously, I know he'll go on to, I, I hope, because he'll have a great season this year. So uh, I think him and Damas being those two would, would get up there. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of yield a, a better result against Tulsa. Again, more than likely we'll see Collier off the bench too. Um, but again, it's also tough too with the, with the Open Cup game as far as rotation goes. We'll kind of get a better idea of how we play on the weekend after the lineup gets released for the game against Albion. Um, but again, it's it's always good to have plenty of players to choose from. And like we touched on before as well, as far as having like that healthy competition uh, amongst players is only going to push players to uh, to become better and play better this season as well. Um, they're moving away from kind of our lineup here. We're going to go over the kind of key matchups and areas of the game that we, we kind of see how it's going to play out. Um, again, I've kind of got the... The kind of rhetorical open-ended questions here really is that how well can we press? I think our press has been our main part of the season. I think with a front three, hopefully uh, it looks good against Tulsa. Um, how do we fare versus a back four? Do we change formation and slash shape at all um, now that we play against essentially a 4 for 2 um, And then can we still get our fullbacks up high? But going over those kind of questions there, how do you see the game playing out against Tulsa? Um, and where do you see kind of the key areas and matchups in the game? I think you you pretty much covered the the key areas. Um, the only thing I would add is I, I think um, this will be another chapter in the ever going story of can loyal break down a team that's content to let us have the ball. Um, I'm not saying that Tulsa are going to sit in and play a low block for 90 minutes because I don't think that's what they'll do, but. I don't think they'll be like sweating to have the ball either. I think they'll be content to let us knock it around um, quite a bit. So um, yeah, we'll be able to press and that'll be good, but will we be able to, you know, create something on our own as well? Um, Do you want me to jump right into predictions or uh, just, that's kind of my impression of the game though, is (laughs) how do we break down the, uh, the, the, the not the low block, but a team that's willing to let us have the ball. And I think it'd be interesting too, as far as that we we're playing against a team now that isn't essentially going to match up, match up, match us in the same formation. Every team we played beforehand has been a back three into a back five. Pretty much every position on the field is matched by another player too. So there's going to be parts of the field where there may be kind of um, an uh, what's what's the word here? I'm trying to think of a, an out an outnumbered opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. or a kind of overlapping in, on the uh, the fullbacks. But again. We've kind of touched on that they'll probably sit with the two banks of four with those front two. Again, they like to keep possession of the ball very slow and patient, but more than likely this game, I foresee us having most of the ball. So similar to kind of Detroit as far as sitting in, can we break that down 
And we'll probably see from the Albion game too, kind of how good we are at kind of breaking down teams who, again, like I said, are happy to kind of not have the ball. Um, but go on, predictions. I'll let you go first this time. I know you're, uh, okay. I know you're itching to yeah. go for this one. Yeah, sorry about that. I, um, <laughs> I, I would love to see us keep another clean sheet at home. Um, so I'm going to optimistically go 2 nothing. Um, I think you've kind of alluded to this, that I think we the way this game shapes up, um, if we're able to press successfully, might suit how we want to play. Um, so I would love to see us, uh, you know, dominate the ball, create chances. Um, so I'm going to go 2-0 and uh, clean sheet. Goals. Who's scoring goals? Uh, Adamus, I think, will get on the sheet again with a much more convincing goal this time. Um, and I will say Conway again because I, I really I want him to find that form. And I think I, I I posted a tweet after the Phoenix game as far as I don't think we've really dominated a game so far this season. I mean, we, we beat Phoenix 3-0, but I, I don't even think we, we dominated that game, if I'm being completely honest. So I'm I'm looking for that first game of the season where I think we are kind of clear and obvious runaway winners. Uh, and I'm very much hoping that this is, this is a game we see that. For me, I've gone 3-1. I think I've gone with the other team scoring every single time in my, in my predictions, but um, I I don't feel fully kind of content with a back three right now. Um, and I know going back to the Phoenix game too, there was a chance early on. I think um, Artega put the ball wide and he could have easily scored that, but that came from, I think, either Stoneman or someone stepping up when they shouldn't have um, and allowed a ball in behind. And I do think Tulsa will get a few chances, but they'll be from counter-attacks because I think we're going to have to push some guys forward to uh, to break them down. But I've gone 3-1 here. I've gone Darmus, two goals. Conway with the other one. And then Epps for them. I just think, partly because Epps is going to be on the right-hand side, Bodley's going to be pushing forward a lot. I do think there'll be opportunities for them to uh, attack down the right-hand side, um, especially if Bodley does get forward more. And again, I'm still not sold on him defensively, um, but it'll be interesting to see. I know Elijah started on the, the right of the back three and Carl on the left. Um, so see how that goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm going 3-1. Uh, anything else to add here before we wrap things up? Um, no, I just, I'm, I'm excited to get back. Excited to be back at Torero. And that's the thing. It's been, what, two, two, three weeks now. It feels like forever. Um, but I'm just happy to be watching the games live um, and hoping for another, uh, for another home victory. But that thing's there, guys. We will see you next week for another uh, game preview. Um, but thanks for listening or watching. And we'll see you very soon.